0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to hashtag behind relationship goals. Soba is off screen, Bonizi is to my right, and I am, well, I'm here.
1: Damien pakulo. <laughs> All right, guys, happy Sunday to all of you right now. Soba is being a little bit pasaway, but that won't stop us from doing the podcast. So for today's episode, we are going to talk about businesses. But in terms of businesses, siya yung success. Eh? Failure. Our failure in businesses.
0: Which is actually um, plentiful because <laughs> if you've heard the saying that businesses fail 9 out of 10 times, I would say that that's quite the accurate number. Yes. Don't you think so? Because
1: for us, out of the businesses that we have started, nine out of ten, in percentage wise, nagfail talaga.
0: You think so? Yeah. 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 I think that is the hit rate. Like
1: ninety percent.
0: So I think uh, being an entrepreneur is a practice in perseverance and trying hard and always looking for that next opportunity. But of course, we say this, but it's always better if we can back up our experience. Mm -hmm. Of course, I do know and I do want to acknowledge there are the unicorns out there, yeah. who just make it big on their very first go. Congratulations to you guys. You go, very guys. rare, kayo.
1: Oh okay. And I think when... or
0: bakatay yung rare. No. I think we represent the experience of most people.
1: Yeah, and I think when people have an idea about a business, sure, ang laging na sa isip natin, you know, I'm gonna make it big, and mm-hmm. this is going to be my money maker. This is going to sustain me for the rest of my life. Not knowing that there are also some very, very successful businesses that also go through a lot of failure.
0: So I guess before we even start this podcast, let's talk about our business background. We've done this before, (laughs) but it's always nice to update and let the new viewers know our background in terms of the topic that we're talking about. So Bonizzi, when it comes to business, anything business related as you were growing up, what would you say your mindset was or how would you relate yourself to business
1: how i would relate to myself in business i think i would just be on the consumer side of things i never really saw myself as someone owning a business or manning a business i just thought okay i'm going to be an employee for the rest of my life and that's it i didn't really think about being uh, a boss
0: so not ever not one point did you ever think that you wanted to put up a business because you enjoy doing something as a kid or as a teenager
1: i mean i thought i wanted to do certain things but not to the point that i would actually put up a company it just wasn't in my my mindset i wasn't raised to think that way
0: Okay so that's bon easy ako naman baliktad. so my mom and dad they were both entrepreneurs most of my titos and titas they were also businessmen entrepreneurs yes some of them went the corporate route they were employees under corporations under companies but most of the time they would always say oh wow you can start your own business doing that let's say we're watching we're watching something and there's a cool item that shows up they'd be like "Oy, saya siguro kung yun yung business natin so just those quotes are things that I remember when I was a child. Okay. So okay. yun palang, parang the concept of business, entrepreneurship was instilled in me. Or it was I was made aware of it at a very young age. Now if that was a good thing or not, I'm not sure. But at the very least it did make me aware and open to it.
1: You know, my idea of businesses before, I thought na kung papa ng isong business. You needed to have like millions of pesos. That's what, what I thought of before. I didn't realize that, okay, you can only have lang capital mo to uh, start up a certain business, but I really thought na you had to be super duper rich to be a business person.
0: I had a similar thought as well. So yes, I also thought you needed a lot of money to put up a business. But I thought there was so much uh, red tape to put up a business.
1: What do you mean red tape?
0: I thought that there were so many permits and papers and contracts because I also have this memory in my mind of my mom and dad signing all afternoon. <laughs> like I would see like a, um, I would see a stack of paper this tall, and they would just be signing all afternoon, and I'd be like. Wow, they're signing so much. So this is what business is like.
1: And also because when you watch movies, and the cartoons. they're like, signing, signing. So that's what they're doing. They just sign mga papers. And in the
0: cartoons, ba right? yung Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, <laughs> they sign a contract and they're bound to one another. Yeah. So that concept of contracts and paperwork, uh, that was instilled in me. And I guess it was, it was emphasized to an exaggerated degree when I was younger.
1: Okay, so that's pretty interesting that we both had similar in some ways na idea about businesses, but we also had very opposite uh, ideas instilled in soda when we were young.
0: Yeah, so I guess because you didn't really have any thoughts about businesses you wanted to get into, I, naman, I had some. Mm-hmm. So as I was growing up, maybe as I was a teenager, the things that I would enjoy, I would think, cool siguro kung ito yung business ko because my thinking was that if you had let's say a video game business na ikaw yung nagbebenta ng video games yeah. you also get free video games for yourself <laughs> of course <laughs> so I didn't understand I've never it
1: before yeah
0: kasi diba parang kung wari owner ka ng restaurant lagi kang namimigay ng free food kung owner ka ng parang shoe shop lagi kang namimigay ng free shoes gets mo yun that's so
1: cool like, I never thought of that, Popo. No,
0: because, like, the titos and titas and some of the friends of my dad, Parang they would give us certain items and then my mom and dad would say, ah, that's their business, that's why they're giving you that. So my I'm like, sobrang cool, my freebies, ko my business ka. business. So I would have all the video games I would want if I had a video game business.
1: Actually... It, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because when I was in high school, a couple of my friends' families had businesses. So one of them had like a burger shack that was near the Sinehan.
0: And namigay sila ng burger.
1: Hindi. Kailangan bumile. Kaya Ay? hindi kami kasi wala kami pera. Okay. So we did not afford the burger, but we would always see it and we're like, oh yeah, that's his dad's burger shack. And then another one of our friends had a grocery store, so was big time yun. And we're always like. Uy, naman. Baka may pang grocery kajan? But I mean, we never, really, I never really thought of it like seriously. na. okay, what does this business entail for this person and their family? I just thought, ah, oh, okay, may business she, may aman siya.
0: Okay, so okay, so before we get to our current situation and our working lives, mm-hmm. I want to kind of set the tone in terms of when the entrepreneurship skills in me started. And okay. this was, again, because of my parents and my Titas and titas. So even just something super simple as getting fruits and turning it into juice and selling it to my lolas. Mm-hmm. Just to make a bit of money. At first, I thought it was just a way for me to make money. But when I look back nowadays, they I'm like... They were
1: teaching you. Yeah, they
0: were teaching me, yeah. okay, this is what it takes to buy and sell. You have to work. And then when you work for it, you can sell it at a higher price.
1: Oh, that's so cool. They were so... teaching you about profit.
0: In a way, in a way, of course, they never explained that. They just made us do it. They said, okay, make some lemonade and then you can sell it. Did you have any stories like that? Did you ever try selling like in Olongapo or anything or anything entrepreneurial?
1: Well, I did tell you that we had our chicken farm back when we were younger and we sold eggs. But, but I didn't know anything about like profit or like the business aspect of things. Parang what we were doing was more of how do you make things efficient with the business. So it was all of us going together and cleaning the eggs and weighing them at the same time para at least mas mabilis kami matapos, mas madami kami na itlog. So yun yung natutunan ko na I guess straight when it comes to a business. But looking back on it, I feel like we were more trained to be employees like in hindsight, so parang hindi kami tinuruan na mga bossing aspects na parang, this is how you would, you know, sell and earn from something, or like how do you grow a business? For us, it's like, oh, this is how you are an effective team player in a business.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so I have another example. So growing up, okay. this is like grade six naman and grade seven, up okay. to first year high school, I was a pirate. That was my first business.
1: Pirate
0: I was <laughs> a pirate. Okay, disclaimer, we had no idea. So if you remember, especially those who are our age, there was a time when peer-to-peer sharing just boomed. So this was the age of Napster. Yes. And here in the Philippines, when it came to piracy laws, we knew nothing about it. Yeah. We just knew that there was like free music online and we were like, oh my god, let's go for it. Wait, let's there go was for there it.
1: was another thing where we would download music before. Bon
0: sobran I remember there was Audio Galaxy, there was um i think LimeWire or oh my
1: gosh i fi- i'm so sorry lang because i did not know that was bad like i just like as a teenager you're just like oh cool my favorite music let's play it
0: copyright laws was a concept that was not in our heads during that time yeah. but anyway we digress so getting back to that this was my first business which actually ran for quite a while so this ran for maybe like a year or a year and a half okay so what Nikki and I would do. My older brother is. We would download because my parents got fast internet,
1: Aba, cable
0: internet.
1: Ginamit. Yeah,
0: Wala nang ganun Cable ne. Ato
1: na ga? Cable Social na pa. Na.
0: Oh, oh, and then my mom and dad also said, "Okay, we'll invest in a CD burner for you."
1: For, for school.
0: Yeah, and I remember it was like 5,500 pesos for a CD burner. It was crazy expensive so at expensive. that time. So And then a CD was like 30 pesos.
1: Yeah.
0: A blank CD. Yeah. So we would burn the favorite music of our classmates and our friends and sell them the CD for 100 pesos. And sobrang patok siya, Bones. Like insane. <laughs> Like, easily, easily, we sold at least a hundred CDs. So you, that would I, be what? 10,000 pesos?
1: So you were making like, mixtapes for your friends?
0: Mixed CDs for our friends, that's yes. That's so
1: cool! I would do that, but I wouldn't charge anyone.
0: Well, it became a business because we had to pay for the CD burner.
1: That's true, that's true. And you had to pay for the CDs that you would buy. Yeah. So you may profit to kayo profit. That's right. That is so interesting! Mm-hmm. I never know that you had like that kind of thing, but now that i think about it i mean you've always been so entrepreneurial like even with the small things that we have around the house you're always telling me don't throw it away make sure that you can sell it ba. so i mean it's just something that's always been in you
0: yeah and i have another story okay Okay. since i might as well share these tidbits of my family pushing us to i guess develop this business mindset I remember in high school, so this may maybe second, third year high school, I had a relative who owned a bookstore. Mm-hmm. And what he said was that, okay, here's the deal. There's a hot book coming out next month. Mm-hmm. I will give you a 20% discount on this book, and then you can sell it to your friends at full price. So instead of them going to the bookstore, you can just bring it to them in class.
1: What? That's so cool. And then I'm so we get, jealous I didn't know you at this time Yeah,
0: and then we would get to keep the 20% margin Because he would give us a 20% discount But only to us no, Not to anybody else So selling it at full price was fair
1: Yeah, and it also helped your classmates from like lining up at the bookstore, which I did back in that time. And I know what book this is, Fopo. It's really my favorite book.
0: Yeah, so it was super fun. Uh, I remember that I would go to school with like two super heavy boxes of books. Yeah. And then I would distribute it early in the morning and then they would pay me. And it was pretty cool. That was a pretty fun time. I'm only remembering these stories now that we're talking about business.
1: Popo, I am so jealous that you sold books. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to do that
0: now we move on to our working lives okay okay so Bonizi, you start
1: so with our working lives i think the traits that i got from my parents on how to be a good team player i was able to adapt to my work life so showbiz in general and for me it was always just go with the flow follow instructions just do what you have to do in and out so i never really had to think about being a leader in that aspect, I was always like, okay, this is my part, this is my role, I'm gonna play it, I'm just gonna do well, that's it. So, hanggang dun lang yung nasa isip ko when I started working.
0: At this point, we're going to talk about our first business together. So, nothing crazy, nothing big time, I think very similar to parang buy and sell. I mean, that is what a business is you buy yeah. the product, you sell it.
1: Yeah, so, at,
0: but, at a profit, hopefully. Yeah
1: ginagawa mo with the books, right? your Tito offered you an opportunity for you to sell the books at a higher price. And that's something that we adapted to this other business that we decided to start. So it started off with us wanting to buy, you know, a certain product that wasn't being sold in the Philippines and we decided to buy it online. And when it arrived, a lot of our friends and family were like, whoa. Where did you get that? And this was during a time that hindi pa uso masyado yung mga you can buy it like on these apps. You can buy it through like Amazon I guess or something like that.
0: Basically, this was maybe around 2012. So mahirap pa bumili online from other countries. Yeah. Lazada, Shopee, Amazon worldwide, hindi pa set up yung yeah. So during this time, if you brought something or bought an item from outside of the Philippines, and someone saw it, they'd be like, "Wise mo na Yeah. So very unique, yeah Nowadays, because very globalized na yung marketplaces natin, uh-uh, so uh-uh. it's easy. It's a lot easier to get items from the other side of the world.
1: Yes. Yeah, so during this time, Fofo was like bones. Why don't we start? Selling these things here in the Philippines. We can buy it abroad and then we can just sell it to our friends at a profit. Diba? Hindi naman malaki yung profit na gagawin natin. Basta makabenta lang tayo kasi sayang naman. People are asking us so much about it.
0: And at the same time this particular item naging hilig namin. So it was hitting two birds with one stone. We were feeding our desire to fulfill this hobby, but at the same time we were also making money out of it Mm-mm. to continually fulfill that hobby as well. Mm-mm. So parang it became a nice positive circle effect.
1: So when we were first starting this business, how did you envision us, you know, going through the ropes with this?
0: Well to be honest with you, it really started because I wanted to fund the hobby. And it was very simple. I would just buy the item and then buy an extra of that item mm-hmm. to sell. Yeah. So it just started with that, and then later on, more people would ask, "Oui, make meron kapanyan." So whenever I would buy an item for myself, instead of buying just one extra, I would buy two extras, and then three mm-hmm. extras, and then eventually, my room became full of stock. My room became a stock
1: room. It did. It did. It was like, parang in one corner, it was like all these sizes, and the other corner, it was like all these styles. Naman, but it was pretty crazy. But I do remember, Fofo, that you were way more invested in this business than I was. Yeah. Parang it I was there as backup, like if you called me and you needed help then I would be there, but I don't think that my initiative was there as much as you.
0: I think at that point si Bonizi nahihiya It was her first encounter with an actual business. It was her first hand experience with this business. So siguro hindi mo alam kung saan I'm just assuming.
1: Yeah, and also this was a business fully funded by by you, yeah. So I was also very hesitant to, you know, put in a word if I saw something wrong. Like, mago na hiya talaga ako. And I don't think we were as comfortable with each other at this point. Na Sasabihan kitana. I don't think what you're doing is right, or I think you're going overboard with with buying stock for your business. So I would probably give you some insight here and there, but it wasn't really as honest or as open as we are now
0: okay so let's make an exercise so if you had the power of hindsight knowing what you know now what would you have told me during those times
1: I would have told you to stop buying (laughs) seriously like Mikael was buying stock every single week not knowing if he would be able to sell this or not and I do remember telling you why don't you do pre-orders Para at least you're only ordering what people want, and you don't have overstock. Para hindi ka maluge in the end. But you're like, no, 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 it's so cool. Like, and after you said that, like, I love doing this. I was like, okay, he's so into it right now, and I don't want to be that Debbie Downer that tells you na okay, stop. Like, it's wrong. Because what if you know you follow your gut and you are right? I, you know, I wouldn't want to be the one holding you back so at that point i was like okay fine i said my piece i told him what i felt and how i saw things but if he wants to run his business this way then i will let him because i wanted you to go on that journey also
0: Okay, so basically, nadala ako ng excitement. And Sabra. Bonizi did have a very good point. But of course, when you na excitement, there's always a counter-argument that you give. Even though your argument isn't the best one. And so, I
1: also remember, Fofo, sorry, I'm gonna cut you there. I also remember Mikael buying, you know, this color of this item. And it was so pangit Super bangit talaga, And he was like, "Poon, sang And I was just like, Sobrang <laughs> Bakit Walang what
0: color was this?
1: I don't know. It looked like puke, to be honest.
0: Gotcha. Anyway, um, that was a good example of na na ako, sobrang ako that I was making money, sobrang natuwao ako that I was feeding my hobby. So it was a collection of things that I could use as experience moving forward. And I think the ending of that was that I was able to break even, luckily.
1: Luckily, you So, were...
0: luckily. So, I made a bit of money overall, but I think the end of that business was when one, I started doing teleseries. I think teleseries were always a huge yeah. thing to our businesses that we yeah. would try to get into. And two, I guess there was much more competition in that space. So, demand waned, especially since hindi ko na matutukan, then eventually. The business that I had died down.
1: Uh oh, hindi ka nag eh, Hindi ka naging dun sa business mo.
0: So, yeah, that was business number one. But business number two is even more interesting because this is something that Bonizia and I got into and it's something that we absolutely love. Our first business together. And my second, after college, was a coffee business.
1: Yes, everybody keeps telling us, why don't you put up a coffee business? You love coffee so much, put up a coffee shop. And to be honest, we did. And we tried, but it failed. (laughs) And it was up and running. It was
0: up and running for a good six to eight months.
1: Yeah, so it was short-lived, but honestly, it was quite the experience. So let's
0: start by, how did this start?
1: So it started when we were going to this coffee shop called Coffee Empire, and this was super near Fofo's old house. And we would just hang out by the bar all the time and talk to the baristas, not knowing that from time to time, we would also be talking to some of the owners of this coffee shop.
0: We also made some coffee friends simply because we were there Twice a day, not once a day, okay? We were there every day, twice a day, sometimes three times a day, sometimes four times a day. And then we realized there were people who went to that coffee shop just as much as us. We all became friends. We had this love and passion for coffee. And one time, we got together and said, let's put up a coffee shop and then we did
1: it was a pretty roller coaster uh business i would say because we all came from different backgrounds our coffee shop was called nine cups and the reason why we called it nine cups was because nine kame sa a group so you would have like different personalities from like all corners and different backgrounds from all these nine people you had some that already had successful businesses up. You had other partners that were part of different industries. So everybody was putting in input from their own experiences in life. What would you say was the best part about putting up Nine Cups?
0: I think the best part about putting up this bi- that business was that at that time, it was our greatest love. Yeah. Coffee was just such a huge part of our lives. This was the first time we were getting into it. It was something new. It was something that we got into together. Yeah. So I didn't have any previous coffee experience. Neither did Bones. (laughs) To get into this and turn our hobby into a business once again was crazy exciting. And the fact that we shared this excitement with seven other people made it even more fun.
1: What I loved about setting up Nine Cups was that I learned so much also. Things I didn't even realize about a business. Because I background of how do you invest your money into something and earn profit from it.
0: Before we talk about why 9 cups failed, let's talk about what we really liked about it. First thing is, the coffee was absolutely amazing. But because it was amazing, it was also super overpriced. But we'll talk about that later on. (laughs) The second thing was that it was super cute. Like I said, we were all very passionate about coffee and we refused to scrimp yeah. on things that we liked. So, the coffee beans, the pastries, the look, the equipment, we all decided no, we want the best because we are passionate. natin high end. Unfortunately, the good part of this business was also its downfall. Because we were so passionate about it, I don't think we could have kept a level head in terms of the money out. Yeah. That we were spending because, no, we want the highest end beans. We want the highest end equipment. We want the best looking tiles and chairs and marble countertops. And to be honest with you, it just wasn't the best business decision. Yeah. And aside from that, other factors that led to the demise of this business was we were just so many. Yet yeah. there was nobody who was completely focused on it.
1: Yeah, all of us were doing our own thing like we were in show, like we're in show business. So we're always at taping and hindi namin matutukan yung coffee shop as much as we wanted to. And even our other partners had their own primary businesses na tinututukan din nila. So they also had to make sure na they were there first before going to the coffee shop.
0: Another reason why I think we had difficulty with nine cups was we didn't think about sustainability. We always wanted the best, the best, the best, but that wasn't sustainable. We weren't going to be able to spend and spend on the priciest items, the priciest raw materials every single month and make a profit yeah and four to five months into the business we could already see seen a, oh my god an overhead natin which is the monthly expenses Ooh. that we had for the business was way higher than any of the revenue that we yeah. were making yeah and soon enough but soon enough na realize namin we saw that you know what i don't think we're ever going to make enough money to cover all of our mm. monthly expenses more so make a profit so
1: yeah at the end of the day parang it was useless for us to keep going kung hindi naman kikita yung business kasi palugi nang palugi naman yung business namin. so from there we decided to close down the coffee shop but i think in the long run it was a good decision for us to do that because we were able to learn a lot, we were able able to save more, and I think at the end of the day, you know, parang tuition fee na rin natin yun eh. Tama. We, Mikael and I have this term when, ever since that happened, na may tuition fee kami pagdating sa business. Masakit man siya, kasi naglabas ka ng pera, but in the end, like in school, you're learning something in the process.
0: At kailangan So we say, okay, naginvest tayo ng X amount dito sa 9 cups. Mm-mm. Tapos nalugita tayo yeah. Okay, we didn't get any of our money back. Maybe we got like 5, 10% back when we sold off all our equipment. And the 90%, that's what we call tuition fee. But it's only tuition fee if you really make an effort to see, okay, what went wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: If you're in denial and say, hindi, okay sa yun. Kung nangyari lang to, kung nangyari lang to. <laughs> Hindi, accept that the business failed. Accept that it didn't become what you thought it could ah. be. And figure out the reasons why. So that in your next venture or in anything else, you can learn from it and bring with you those learnings. That's the only time that you can say, ah, okay, naging tuition fee yung lost investment ko dito Okay. So, we had 9 cups, our first business venture together, official business yes. venture together. My tuition fee na kame ang bigat. So, we were confident that the next business we get into, okay yan. And true enough, there was a next business. This was retail again. This revolved around men's grooming products, high-end clothing, hype beast items, and the like. So, anyway, this was something that we were very excited about and said, okay, we're confident. We're going to learn from all our previous experiences and make sure that this is successful. Fast forward, it bombed. It completely failed.
1: Yeah, but there were a lot of factors that fell into place. I would say that the first big factor was that yung shop natin got uh destroyed well not man destroyed pero na-damage siya nang todo dahil sa building ng katabi so may debris na nahulog from the building na katabi namin at nahulog siya doon sa shop namin and
0: nasira yung bobong ng shop namin and then umulan pa at dahil nasira yung bobong, lahat ng tubig galing doon sa ulan pumasok doon sa shop it was just a continuous series of unfortunate events yeah. that never allowed us to really get off but at the same time I do think that in hindsight, the business that we were getting into, once again, there was just too much money coming in and it was just too big of a risk. It was such a niche market. Just looking back, I feel like it isn't something I would do again.
1: I think the next business that we would get into would be something more that we're more in tune with. It could be another coffee shop, you never know, but at least now. Alam na natin kung ano yung mga ups and downs na isang business. We have a clear picture of what we want to accomplish and what we want to do if ever we get into something like that again.
0: So we've shared with you our two biggest failures. So maybe you're expecting that there is a success. Well, this is not a happy ending. Wala pa kaming success so far. But what we do want to say is that With these two business ventures that we got into and that eventually failed because they're no longer around, we did pick up a lot of lessons. And I think that is the reason why we haven't gotten into another business venture yet. I think that one of the biggest lessons that you and I learned is how difficult it is and what it takes to have a successful business.
1: So what does it take to have a successful business, Fofo?
0: i think to have a successful business takes so many different factors to come together at the same time mm-hmm. and that is glued together by the effort of the business people behind it yeah and unfortunately i also realized that because our primary job is showbiz it is extremely extremely difficult to devote the proper amount of time and effort yeah to create a successful business or at least an environment where you're giving a business a best chance for it to survive and be successful. Yeah. Kaya, hangang hanga ako with all mga artista that na merong yeah. successful business. Because now Bonizi and I know how difficult it is and how stressful it can be.
1: You know what, Fofo? I wouldn't exactly say that we're complete failures when it comes to businesses. Because everything that we learn because of the failures na ininvestan natin we've actually been able to apply that to our work now our showbiz work our online work our online content you know we're more consistent now we've been able to be more organized when it comes to the business dealings that we have with clients and i think that's something that we'll be able to take with us for the rest of our lives honestly so it may not be a physical business like we have a store and we're selling stuff online we're selling our services as you know, being in show business and we get to work with clients with the products that they have for their business. And I think being able to advertise products online and being able to, you know, test things out, I think that's, we're pretty successful in that, I would say. And I'm really happy that we've been able to establish good relationships with different brands and different people and meet so many business owners as well.
0: I completely agree. Bonizi is correct. There were so many intangible learnings and positives that we took from those two failed businesses. Mm-hmm. And we've applied it to what we're doing right now yeah. in our current work, which is still showbiz, yeah. which is still social media. So just appreciating what kind of effort it takes to be successful, it also made us appreciate that, oh, okay, we're stable in our job now because we were putting in that work. So it made us more grateful for what we have. And at the same time, having more organization, and having better communication, we realized were hallmarks of good businesses. And we could have improved that in our previous experiences and previous ventures. So now that Bonizi and I are producing content at home, that we're shooting lock-in tapings with mm-hmm. GMA, we see the value of great communication and great organization. And we try to create that environment at least for ourselves.
1: Okay, so I wanna end the podcast with maybe some quick tips for you know the people watching because they're like okay you have a success story in your content creation what are the things that we've been able to do to you know keep up with this ecosystem that we have right now
0: okay one of my biggest tangible learnings that i can share with everyone is that in any business that you get into guide super small time always have records so that you know what is happening you know what you're spending and yeah. You know what you're spending on, you know what profits are coming in. So, kahit pocho pocho lang yan, malili it lang na margins, malili it lang na profits. You just never know, it just might grow. But at the same time, at least you know, ah, okay, kahit papanok mikita ako ng content. So, at least for me, that's a huge pickup and it's a huge learning, and it's something that we still do up to this day. Everything that Bonisi and I get into, all the expenses and cash flows here at home, we make it a point to record it. Kaitindi kayo magaling sa accounting, kami ni Bonizzi, hindi ka may accountant, just having it recorded in your own way and in your own style will always and definitely help you?
1: Uh, one of the tips that I have for that is you can use Excel or Google Sheets or if you're not in tune with those things, just having notes on your expenses and your profits also really helps.
0: Okay, you too, easy, what's your tip?
1: One thing that Fofo and I do a lot now is that we have a briefing before we get into anything, like before we start shooting, before we even do the podcast, my briefing kame. And then after we do the project, We have a debrief on what went right, what went wrong, what could have been better. But at least in the next project that we do, we can apply it and we can take out the things that we namin okay, ginagawa namin.
0: And it's so funny because we've taken that habit and brought it to everything in our <laughs> lives. Before we watch an anime, we brief ourselves, okay, so are you going to read up the synopsis or are we going to go into this blind? <laughs> and then after we watch the anime, we debrief, so what did you like about it? <laughs> so it became a habit for us now, but it's been so nice. It's really allowed us to accelerate our learnings, mm-hmm. accelerate our appreciation, and reflections on our experiences. Be them very simple experiences or extremely business-related ones.
1: So hopefully you guys picked up a little thing or two about our failures in businesses. And sana Fofo in the future magkaroon tayo ng kahit isa man lang na successful business.
0: I'm excited for whatever Bonizi and I will get into in the future. But in the meantime, for all the entrepreneurs out there or aspiring entrepreneurs, please do share your stories in the comments section as well. Let us know if you experienced what we did or yeah. if you had the opposite experience. We all have our different perspectives and different stories. It's always nice to share.
1: What are mga tips for aspiring entrepreneurs out there? But hopefully you guys enjoyed. I'm Bones. I'm Fofo. And we'll see you again next time on Hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. Bye.
0: Bye.